Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Pen Addict Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools that we love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined today by the evil Knievel of the pen world, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. <laughs> I don't know if that means I'm a daredevil, like in the Trail. early part of his career, yeah. or I'm a complete train wreck, you like are he was a, towards the end of his career. I'm going to say you're a trailblazer. Okay. All right. I, I appreciate that as opposed to the wheelchair-bound crazy person that he became. But you will probably become that. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. And if you talk to my wife, I'm well on the way. <laughs> so, yeah, I expect that to happen. So there you go. Well, good, good. That's, uh, that's something to look forward to there. <laughs> oh, dear. So, so hey, I got a I got a new pen in the mail. Ooh, what you get? Something we've talked about. Something I said I was going to get. Um, but there's something. There's a little twist to this one. But it's a Twisby Mini. Okay. That I purchased. Um, that you know I I knew I this is a pen that there was no doubt I was going to get from you know the time they announced it and released it is just you know. Uh, depending on when the budget allowed me to get it. Um, it. It took me a little bit of time to get, but I have one now. And, um, you know, some of our friends online have reviewed them and they've enjoyed them. And I have, you know, I have, pre- I have one other Twisby that I like. So I knew I would like this pen. And, you know, in sort of a, a, a pre-review review before, since I haven't reviewed it on penatic.com yet, um, I'm really enjoying this pen. Um, Why? You know, I'll put in and we'll put in the show notes um, a link to it when I was doing a just kind of an ink test. I I did a Flickr post this weekend where I, I had a long weekend a couple weekends ago. I guess when I took this picture and I didn't really get to you know get involved with my pens or inks or anything like that. So I, I took a picture that said you know first time I've touched a pen this weekend. So it was my Twisby Mini. And if you will notice the nib on this one, Mike, I don't know if you can yeah, see that. I can, and I'm very intrigued. Mm-hmm. It is, and you'll hear me clicking around here. If you hear that in the background, that's me uh, playing with this pen. It is a 1.5 millimeter italic nib. Now, this looks like a thick pen here. Yes, it is. It's wide. It's a wide, flat. It's almost squared off i hate to say squared off because it's not rough it's actually rounded on the edges which you know when i do a proper review of this pen i'll, I'll take some better pictures i yeah, wasn't going real for close-ups yeah i wasn't going for that with this with this picture and this i just took with my iphone and you know um i love this nib i you know we talked in the last episode about never saying never you know first i never thought i'd get into fountain pens then I never thought I would get into wide nib pens. You know, I, was, I like my Japanese fine nibs, right? This pen is a treat to write with. Um, I think the ink helps that I use, which is the in this picture is the Pirate of Shizuku Kon Peki, which we will talk about later. <laughs> so keep this keep this image uh, on your screen and available. Oh, we will talk about this image more um, as the main part of our episode. But back back to the pen. Um, you know, it's, I, I got the translucent, lucent barrel. That's usually my first 
choice. Like the options in this one are were actually pretty limited. It came in uh, black, the fully black, fully translucent, and then one that's kind of half and half, where the the cap was black, the section which is you know like the grip area was black, and then the center barrel where the facets are was translucent. I thought that one was actually pretty ugly. That wasn't my favorite one. Um, it probably looks better in person than it does in, in pictures, but I like, I went with the translucent. Um, it's, it's real well made, you know, it's the same plastic as, as any other Twisby model. Um, it feels durable, you know, um, with the cap unposted, it's probably a little, it's, it's, it's long enough to write with comfortably. I wouldn't want to do it a long time, but a unique feature about this pen, and I've seen it on some other mini fountain pens, is that the cap actually is threaded on the end of the pen when you post it as well. So it doesn't just sit on the end of the pen. You can screw it on the end of the pen for a for a tighter fit because what happens is since it's a shorter barreled pen, if it didn't have that threading on that cap, that's right where you have that where the cap touches like in the cusp of your hand, right? So there's movement there and the cap will loosen up. I've, I found in pins that don't have a tight fit when you post the cap, that the cap actually gets loose and becomes an annoyance while you're writing. Um, I, that's kind of hard to explain in, in words, but I've seen it where if you just on a mini type pin, the cap will just end up working itself up and off the pin if it doesn't have this threading, which this pin does, and I'm really happy about that. So with the pin cap posted, and um, it's it's the perfect writing length. It's it's by no means too short. It's longer than a Coico Sport or or an AL Sport when those are posted. It's actually a little bit longer. I'll do some measurements when I do the proper review of it, showing the length difference. But I bet it's a quarter to a half an inch longer than an AL Sport with both the caps posted. So it's a really, really good size pen. So uh, I'm, I'm really happy with it. Um, it's it's not exactly a cheap pen. I mean, I think I paid 55 for it. I think I got it from Goulet Pens. I know I got it from Goulet Pens. I can't remember if it was 50 or 55. I think it's 55. Um, and that's pretty much the going rate. Um, so it's not super, super cheap. Um, but I, I felt that was a fair price. Uh, for it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to pay like I wouldn't pay seventy five dollars for this pen. I think it would be a little much. Um, but I'm happy with it, and what I'm mostly happy with is that I'm going to. I think I found my ink review pen. So, and that's going to be our our main main topic of discussion today. So, where did you find the italic nib? It's it's stock. It's one of the stock options. They have fine, medium, broad, 1.1 millimeter italic, 1.5 millimeter italic. So there's five nib options. Um, I hope I'm right about that. I'm just recalling that off the top of my head. But and that was with that was a Goulet. Uh huh. Interesting indeed. I, I'm on Twisby's site mm-hmm. right now, and something caught my eye. Mm-hmm. Vac 700. Yeah, that was their last big release, full-size pen, I believe. Vacuum inking. Yeah, I don't have one, so I don't know. So you like, you pull... It's like, yeah, go ahead. You like pull the end out. 
and it sucks mm-hmm. the ink into the pen, and they have like specific bottles mm-hmm. for it. Just seems interesting. Yeah, it's gotten really good reviews. Um, I haven't gone there yet. It's similar. I I kind of alluded to it in my Pilot Heritage ninety one and nine twelve review that the converter that Pilot used the Con seventy converter is kind of sort of similar to this where it, you basically you push down a button and it just like sucks it up like a vacuum. Yeah, I got one there's of those no, for my Prera. Yeah. And that so was I what calls the explosion. <laughs> so I don't think this is the exact mechanism, but I think it's a similar mechanism, but not having one and not having experience with that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not positive. This is probably one of those pins that I'll get way down the line. If I ever, if I, if ever at all, um, just because I have, you know, my five Twisby 540, it's not that much different except for the filling system. I really wish you wouldn't mention that pen around me. Yeah. That's a cool pen. I know it is. It's the one I want, but I mm-hmm. can't find it. I'll see if I can find you one. I'll work on that. If you can, if anybody can, I would be very appreciative and very upset actually because Twisby were having a sale and they had the 540 in the sale, mm-hmm. uh, but now it's sold out. I just, mm. just didn't have the cash right then to, to drop on it. Because it's yeah. actually quite expensive. I think it's like 80 bucks. No, 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 not this one. Hmm? Oh. I don't think I don't think I paid that much for it. Yeah, you might not have. Let me see how much it is listed as in the store currently, even though it is out of stock. You're probably right, aren't you? Yeah, 55. Yeah. It's a little bit more than the usual, but... Yeah. Which is actually the same, same amount... Uh, as I paid for this mini, so. Well, there you go. Which is which is interesting, you know. So. Oh, the, on anyway. on Tuesby's site they have like five forty nib sets, which are quite interesting. Oh, okay, where you just replace, you can get the the, the, the full complement. Yeah, it says stub one point one and one point five. That's the italic. Okay. Right? Yeah, I guess that's should call it. I, I there's a. I don't know if the stub. Which I've, I've been calling it italic, because that's what I thought it was. But I think maybe the stub might be, like you know how I said it, it might be more rounded on the edge. I wonder if the italic is actually a harder edge nib, you know, like a very sharp break on the edge of the metal. Um, this is one of those things where we we're talking about last episode, where we say, you know, we don't know everything, <laughs> so we'd love to hear your your feedback on what's the difference between a stub and an italic nib, and is there a difference, or are those terms interchangeable? I mean, that's a that's I a good don't question. Know, but I would have assumed that a stub is flat at the bottom, and an italic is no, chiseled towards one side. Yeah, but that's I possible. Know, I don't know that, but that's just how that seems to me. So yep. yeah, interesting. Um, Twisby is high on my list now. Good. They are high on my list. From all sides, people are telling me that I need to get one. So yeah, you should. And honestly, you know they have the they have that Vac seven hundred. They have um, the Micarta, which is you know kind of that wood. I think we talked about it before, just in passing. It might have not even been on the show. It might have been this in our on, after hours. This was on our special pre-show a couple of weeks ago that nobody yeah, got to yeah. hear. <laughs> you know, it's kind of got a wood grain finish. I, if I the next Twisby I buy, I honestly I would probably buy another five forty, and I like the blue barrel, but I I don't see the for me I don't see the what twenty five dollar price difference between the five forty and the Vac seven hundred, but I'm willing to be convinced otherwise. 
You see, I want a Twisby. I don't want the Mini. I want a full mm-hmm. size. And the the VAC interests me, but it's not what I want. Gotcha. Um, I think the VAC, in, back when I was looking at them, I think the VAC also seemed to be a little bit longer. And the 540 is already a pretty large pin. Right. I don't know if I could even take even you know a quarter inch more on that pin. Because the 540s but, are done now, aren't they? The 580, it seems, is coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. But I like the I like the colored barrels of the 540, so I like the amber and the blue. So I don't know. It's a good pen. I'm I'm real happy with that purchase, and I'm real happy with this Twisby Mini purchase. Um, there'll be a, a full full review coming up at <laughs> at some point when I when I get uh, get the time. That's always the issue these days. I've got stacks and stacks of things to review, and no time to do so. And that's just the way. But that's what I want to talk about today: ink reviewing. So. Uh, why don't we? Uh, why don't we get to moving one, towards that? There's one other thing that you've got in your in the notes here, though. I don't know if you want to talk about it. The Radia. Yeah. So let's. Uh, you know what? Let's save that because okay. that kind of goes hand in hand with the ink reviews, and I probably should have put it in that section too. But it, I figured it came up in this picture um, that we were just that you were looking at, and we will definitely cover this Rodia pad that I'm using in this image because I want to talk about that. But let's go ahead and do our sponsor and then we'll get into it. Okie dokie. So I want to take a brief moment to thank Squarespace.com who give you absolutely everything you need to make an amazing website. Squarespace is a fully hosted, completely managed environment for creating and maintaining a beautiful website, blog, or portfolio. It doesn't matter how experienced you are when it comes to building websites, you can build something amazing in minutes without having to worry about hosting, scaling, or integration with social services like Twitter and Facebook. The newest version of Squarespace, Squarespace version 6, has fantastic new templates, very beautiful, clean, and they let your content do all the talking. They have a drag-and-drop system, which makes even easier and more fun to build your pages in minutes you can just choose what elements you want to add and move them around the structure to the site is fantastic they have perfectly clean code it's all optimized for seo image versioning the lot absolutely everything is integrated design domains if you purchase um, an annual plan you get free domains hosting as i mentioned support 24 7 analytics and stats built in ios and android apps available for free where you can see your stats and post on the go they have live online workshops as well as their 24 7 award-winning customer support to help walk you step by step through creating your amazing site they have social media accounts integrated so you can automatically post out to things or you can have your social media accounts stream right into the page and you can add those in Layout Engine. It's fantastic. Very, 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 very cool. I want you to go and try out Squarespace for yourself. Go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. You start your free, no credit card required trial, no obligation. If you decide to purchase, and I'm sure that you will want to. Squarespace starts at $10 a month for their standard plan and $20 a month for their unlimited plan. Plus, if you sign up for one year up front, you'll automatically get 20% off this price. If you sign up for two years up front, you'll get 25% off this price. If you decide to purchase, click enter on offer code below the pricing information at checkout and use the code 70 decibels 2 for an additional 10% off your first order. So go check out Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website. All right. Thank you, Squarespace. Thank you indeed. 
All right. So what I want to talk about today is fountain pen inks in general and also the testing and reviewing of inks, which is something I'm working on. And to kind of kick this off, I got an email just um, the other day from a gentleman named Peter, and I actually told him um, I, w- I was going to talk about this in an upcoming podcast episode. So I hope you're listening, Peter. So his email reads, says, the subject line is bottled ink. He says, guys, I listen to your podcast and enjoy your thoughts. I don't know if you've talked about this before, but I'm one of those people who enjoy several different fountain pens, but I've always viewed ink as a commodity. I have six or seven fountain pens that I rotate through. Typically, I'll fill one, use it till it runs dry, then clean it and fill up the next one. I have two Parkers, a Waterman, a Montblanc Meister Stuck, which I love, and a custom pen made for me in Hawaii, which I think has a pilot nib. Point is, I normally use the same ink for all the pens. I don't need a lot of different colors, only black. And my primary criterion is simply a good line that doesn't skip or thin out. Are inks a commodity? Are they fungible? Should I use Quink, which is a Parker ink? Um, I put a link in the notes. Um, we'll share. Um, for my Parker, should I use Quink for my Parker, but something else for the pilot? Help. So this this was a I want to make really it good. very quick. Um plea to mm-hmm. Peter I want to see a picture of his pens okay because he just sounds like he's got a really nice um, selection there so that does Peter please email um, us back with um, some, some photos of the stuff that you've got like I especially want to see the the Mont Blanc and the custom pen that you had made absolutely and I, I want to see the Parkers so yeah people should include more images in their emails that they send us I think <laughs> I want to see yeah, what people are using. I want to see the Parkers, and uh, I'm going to sidetrack us here, but when I go to the pen show, at the top of my list is a, a pen, which is super, super famous, and there's tons of out there, but I don't own. It's called a Parker 51. So maybe after I purchase one, we'll go do a whole episode on that because that's one of those, you know. This isn't we could, the... Uh, we, could lose, we could lose an hour talking about that. So This isn't the the one that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. No. Oh, no, no. This is an old, uh, no longer made pen that was made from like the 40s to the 60s or 70s, something like that. I'm going to put in the show notes one of Mm -hmm. the ugliest web pages I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Parker51.com. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Some of them are pretty rough. There's one, there's one guy who, whose website I've, I, it may be this website. I don't know who's tried to, who's got information like on every Parker release ever. So I've, I've spent some time browsing on that, but that's a, that's a digression. So back to Peter, I thought, I thought this email was really good and had a couple of, you know, separate, separate topics to discuss just in, in his email. And one is, you know, are, are inks a commodity, you know, do you use, is it, necessary to have different inks for different pens um he asked are they fungible you know are is are they interchangeable with each other you know is one way one ink is as good as the as the next um i mean it depends on the person honestly if ink's a commodity or not i personally could not live with a single ink color in my pens and that goes back to me uh, to, to when I was a kid I didn't just I searched out everything but black ink for my pens back from you know when I could only find ball points or roller balls any anything but black 
now I've come to love black and black is one of my favorite ink colors now, but at the time for me to get enjoyment out of my writing or drawing or whatever I was doing at the time, I wanted to use anything but black because I felt that everyone used black and I wanted something different for me. And I think that's translating into fountain pen inks for me. I'm looking at all the fountain pen inks colors is intimidating and I'm going through that right now. Um, so there's no reason you have to step out from your black ink, but you should know that even in your black ink, there's different inks that could be better or could be worse than what you're currently using. Um, but by no means should you feel a need that you have to use different inks and all your different pens. If you've a lot of people test out a bunch of inks, find an ink they love and then stick with that one ink in all their pens. Some people pick one from the get go and stick with that. Some people like myself use, you know, use a unicorn's poop worth of ink colors, you know, unicorns poop rainbows. Did you know that Mike? I, I didn't until now. Okay. Well you fail at the internet. So yeah, I mean, I've got a rainbow of colors <laughs> at my disposal. Um, you know, I liken it to unicorn poop. Sorry. I'll get off that now. Yeah. Move um, but it's and that's what I enjoy. I, I, you know, the color finding once now that I'm getting into fountain pens, I want to see what other options are out there besides black ink or blue ink. Although I I do have a fondness for blue ink, um, that seems to be kind of a an area where I'm going to get a little bit deeper on blue inks than other you know outlier inks like greens or reds and things like that. I've found a there's a huge huge variation in blue inks, but Anyway, I, I don't know if I've answered your Peter. <laughs> I don't know if wow, I've answered your Peter question. <laughs> I don't know if I've answered your question completely, Peter. But to, to summarize, I you don't have to feel like you have to change if you like black ink. But there's a lot out there, even just in black inks, that I think are worth checking out. Like For so, me as well, like you're saying, are all inks the same? Mm-hmm. They're not. I mean, because there are other properties. Like I use some inks that dry really quickly, and some that don't. And a lot of people might not notice that, but that is really important to a left-handed person. Because it's a huge deal. That's the difference between being able to use your pen comfortably or not. Because mm-hmm. if, as a left-hander, if I am using an ink which is very slow drying, it means I can't write comfortably because I can't have my hand trail across the page because otherwise my writing is totally smudged. So mm-hmm. it makes a big difference to me that, a, that an ink is quick to dry. Right. And I think actually that the ink that he uses, the uh, Quink, is actually one of the, and I haven't tested it myself, but it's an ink that's been made for ages and ages and ages. And I think the, the idea behind it is that it is a, a quick drying uh, ink. But yes, there's you know a whole wide range of ink properties and you're liable to buy one, you know, if, if luckily there's lots of reviews out there these days, you know, and you can search some of them out and see, you know, what is the dry time like? And this is getting onto the other topic that I want to discuss, but you know, you can read, you need to realize, you need to figure out what's important to you in your ink. Like for Mike, it's dry time is hugely important to him because there's going to be some smearing if it, if his hand drags when he writes, 
which it's he just can't get around it. You know, unfortunately, he's a lefty. And, you know, they're at a huge disadvantage when it comes to wet inks, like a fountain pen ink, especially a water-based ink. Um, you know, there's going to be different properties that are important to you. You have to decide what those are and and go from there. And, you know, if you want to switch it out and you, you might find something better, you might something find something that flows better, that has a darker color then the black you're using, the black you're using might be watered out in relation to a different black ink that dries the same amount in the same amount of time, but is a deeper, richer, more saturated color. So it's, you know, it's not an easy, I can't say, I don't, I can't tell you which ink to go try, but I can say that there could be better things out there than what you're using, but you got to determine what's important to you in ink performance. So, and those are the, those are the kind of things I'm trying to figure out when I'm doing these ink reviews, Mike. Yeah. So we've talked about how I've bought a bunch of samples from Goulet pens and subscribed to the ink drop. And, you know, I have my rainbow of colors that I want to test out. And part of that was, okay. That first step was that fountain pen cleaning discussion that we have is, you know, I'm worried about, how fast can I move from one ink to the other just from a testing perspective? And do I want to, and how fast do I want to move? You know, for one, do I want to give it some time? Do I want to spend, you know, one day, three days a week with an ink color? Do I want to do a review in an hour, spend a good solid hour with the ink, clean my pen in 15 minutes, have another ink in there and do another review. I'm I'm trying to figure that all out and I'm having a difficult time. So what I've been doing, you know, there's a lot of great ink reviews online and I've been trying to see what aspects from those reviews that I enjoy and see what things are important to me and then kind of apply all of that into the style of my style of review. Um, You know, I do a lot of handwritten reviews. And it's generally just simple text-based reviews. I think there's a little more that can be done with ink reviews, right? Because you want to show the range of colors that a single ink can have, but whether it's you know in a fine nib, a wide nib. And I think that that's exactly why I got this Twisby with a wider nib, so I can show the ink better on the page. The first amount of testing I've done, and I haven't even released these reviews yet, I did with a... a Lamy Vista medium nib. And it was, it was fine, but I didn't think it photographed well enough to show the qualities of the ink for an ink review purpose. If that makes sense. Like I thought I was stretching it by not using my fine or extra fine nib. I was like, Oh, I'm going to go to a medium. That's going to show the colors really well. And I was pretty unhappy with that. So that's what, that's what, the impetus was for getting this Twisby uh, 1.5 stub nib. And I'm real happy with that so far. I think it's going to photograph well. You can see the color variation in the line, uh, which is the shading uh, I talk about in our notes. You know, there's, uh, you, you have a, if you're just looking at the ink, you see a flat ink color. But by the time you spread that ink out on the page, there's a variation in the color shading in there. So that's a big deal to a lot of people. Is there shading or is there not any shading in the ink color? 
And if you go back to that picture that I linked, which is the pilot of Rojazuku Kanpeki, which is one of the most popular blue inks in the around. I mean, this this everyone loves seems to love this Kanpeki color. You know, what I've tried to do is, you know, I put it I put the ink on my I dip my pocket knife in the ink and just spread it across the page. I've seen a couple other people do that, and I thought, wow, that's a really good idea. You can just see just the range of ink from like a heavy blob that gets on the paper to where it thins out to where the blade, um, you know, really scrapes most of the ink off the page. And there's this huge variation in color, and you can see that. Um, and then I've also done, you know, just some basic writing samples, some basic. Um, overlay of colors, you know, one pass of the color, two pass of the colors, three pass of the colors. And I'm not sure what else I haven't figured out what else I'm going to include or how I'm going to really present these ink reviews. I'm still delimited. What I've taken here is I have a little notebook that I haven't been using. It's called the Rhodia unlimited. Um, and I don't think we've ever talked about this one before, but it's, um, it's a pocket Rhodia with a band and it's fully perforated throughout the whole um, notebook. So I thought, you know, I can keep all these ink samples. You can kind of see the show through of one I've done on the page before on that image. Um, I'm going to keep a running book of all my inks, which I think is a good idea. So I can reference back when I've used up these samples, which are the samples are usually about two milliliters. So that's, you can get maybe one and a half, two fills, you know, more than enough to sample an ink to see if you want to buy a bottle. But I wanted to have a record of it because that amount of ink is not going to last me forever, right? So I wanted to make sure I got a record of it in this format. But this isn't the format I want to present in my review. So I'm still trying to work out the details on how exactly I'm going to do it. But I think it's going to be easier now that I have this uh, stub nib to just do more of my basic written review with a couple of extra samples, maybe a second picture like I've shown here of the Roshizuku, you know, as a you know second image with the ink spreading and, and things like that. So it's, it's a work in progress for me. It's been a challenge um, in getting this started. Um, I already have about 10 inks or so to sample and I haven't gotten started on any reviews yet. Well, I've, I've had some attempts, um, so anyway, that's that's kind of the place that I'm at on these ink reviews, and I need to get cracking on them because I'm going to get, <laughs> aside from the inks that I want to try on my own, I'll be getting this subscription service from the Ink Drop, which give me five new inks per month. So I need to get going on this, but um, I, I'm enjoying playing around with them. I just haven't been happy with how I want to present them yet, so enough of me rambling about uh, my ink reviews <laughs> I mean, do you have any suggestions what would what, what do you what do you need to know i mean dry dry time is really important to you right yeah. do you have other things you look for in an ink i mean dry time is important and then color i mean aside, they're, they're kind of the only two at the moment because i'm very new to it even newer than you dry time i wouldn't even think about if it wasn't a necessity the other is just the way it looks on the page and also as well, I mean, I don't know if you're able to show this, the difference between the ink wet and the ink dry. Mm-hmm. Because obviously the color does change. Right. And that's something that I've been noticing 
um, with some stuff that I've been trying. Yeah, that's absolutely the case. And I've noticed it in just uh, the two uh, J. Urban ink reviews I've done. <laughs> and one's really old and one's recent. Both of those are very, a very highly shaded ink. And they're very, um, what's the word? They're very watery. They're very liquid. They're very wet on the page, right? So they, when I write with them, they look one way, and when it dries, it looks completely different, and that's what you're talking about. I mean, and what would be awesome as well, I mean, this, I don't know how you would, how you could do this. Um, it would take a lot of logistics, but how the ink color changes over time mm-hmm. would just be a cool thing to know. Like, does the ink f- fade after six months? Right. You know? Yep, no, that's a, that's a great idea. That's, that's a great idea. That's important, isn't it, I guess? Mm-hmm how they present themselves after a period of time. How right. they, I mean, like, if you start getting into them, things like how do they react to sunlight and all that sort of stuff, which is important, but really deep into the review. You know, if you leave it in the sunlight for an extended period of time, does it fade? All that sort of stuff, which could be really important to someone. Right, right. And that's a, you know, that's, you know a level of detail I probably honestly would we'll never shouldn't. be able to get into no, you shouldn't <laughs> or we'll but, never see you again no but here's the thing i mean if that's important to someone they know that up front right i'm not going to come me personally i'm not going to come after the fact i was like you know about this ink but boy i wonder how is it gonna you know how is it gonna resist fading it's gonna be okay i'm shopping for inks i need something that's really really fade resistant what are my options you know, and yeah. I would approach it from that aspect. I don't think I would be able to test something like that out. I would go, I would cut straight to the chase and go, okay, these inks say that, you know, they're fade proof, waterproof, bulletproof, whatever proof. Um, and, and try and go from there and, and, and trust the, uh, trust the ju- judgment of the manufacturer or anyone else that's reviewed the pen. But yeah, that, I mean, there's, that's, that's the thing is there's, when I review, a Pilot High Tech C 0.4 millimeter. There's not a lot of options. When I review a fountain pen or fountain pen ink, there's practically infinite options, right? So it's where do I want to draw that line? Um, and not that it has to be a hard, fast line, but where do I, what's my starting point that I want to present? And am I presenting it? it accurately and informatively enough. And, you know, I think I've about got it, but I honestly, the, the ink, the ink reviews have been a little more challenging than I thought they were going to be. Here's a question for you. Don't know if you Mm -hmm. know the answer to this same ink in from a bottle in a cartridge. Would they have any differing properties? Hmm, That's a good question. I, I don't want to say no because I, I, I don't know, but no. Okay. Now are you saying you're saying if I bought, Lamy blue ink cartridges, mm-hmm. and I bought a Lamy blue bottle ink. Same color, same color, same manufacturer. Same manufacturer. Do they differ in any way? Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. Like, do they do they do anything different to the cartridges to keep the ink more cartridge friendly? Does right. having I mean, I don't know. Yeah, if I'm a betting man, I would bet there is some slight variation, but so I certainly I. don't know. That's why I ask. Yeah, that's because a great question. Then, you know, you st- once you start getting into that, like, is it best for me to use a bottle or is it best for me to use a cartridge? Personally, I prefer cartridge mm-hmm. because I don't like the amount of mess 
that you can get into, and I do get into, filling pens. Right. And same just, here. And I just get myself into a state with it. Like, <laughs> and it doesn't matter how careful I try to be, ink just goes everywhere. Yeah. And what, what I try to do, what I have been doing recently, is saving all my old cartridges and cleaning them out. And I have been syringe filling some of these test inks. Yeah. And that, that works well. It's a lot less mess involved and i can use a smaller portion of the ink to do my testing with Plus, there's a, um, there's a couple of other things like a couple of other um things with that so i have found any converter to be less reliable um from just a sort of flow and stuff like that but okay just personal experience but also as well th- Cartridges are so much more convenient in the essence that if my pen runs out of ink and I am out of the office or I am somewhere, I am in a meeting, I can have another cartridge stored away in the case or something. I can't carry around the bottle of ink. Right. And I can't, and if I do carry it around, I can't fill that up in the meeting. But I can easily unscrew my pen and chuck in another cartridge. Yep. And I think that's why I chose the Vanishing Point as my workhorse pen because it does take a cartridge, and I keep those extra cartridges, you know, in my pen case or my backpack or my those desk or wherever. Are good as well, like those Namiki cartridges because they're like double the yep. sort of the fill of a standard cartridge. And I actually had issues with the Vanishing Point converter in the beginning. I wasn't getting a good, good enough fill, I so I was that. like, forget it. You know, I just I I don't need to run out of ink at work. And so I use that cartridge. Because the J. Herbin inks um, that our show mascot sent us, uh, sent to me, <laughs> sorry, um, they, they, um, they're international. International is in a third class. Short international. Yeah, they're short international and um, they're going a bit quicker. Although, yep. yeah, I haven't, I'm about to finish the first one, the blue, the light blue. So for the next episode, I should be using, uh, or should have at least used one more color. Okay. So, there you go. Cool. I think that's I, I. I. This is one of those topics I could just keep rambling on, but that this there's is a lot of talk a, about ink. A good stopping point. Yeah. yeah we're really we're, getting we're, into it now, aren't we? The ink. This is the new thing. Oh yeah, and we'll and we'll definitely be uh, revisiting this down the line. So. Because this well, is just the start. Quit we're ahead. Oh yeah, this is just the start, and I'm just just getting into it now. So, excellent. Another rabbit hole. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Okay, so uh, you can get in touch with us in a myriad of ways. Um, Brad can be emailed directly at thepenaddict at gmail dot com. You can email us at uh, by going seventy decibels dot com forward slash contact. Pick the pen addict from the drop down list that you will find there. Fill out the form. I am on social networks, Twitter and app.net. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Please come and join in the discussion. Brad is at Dowdy, D-O-W-D-Y on app.net. Dowdyism, D-O-D-W... Oh, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. Or something like that. You work it out. Yeah, um, pretty close. Something like that. Not only do I get it wrong once, I get it wrong twice. In Everyone knows work. where to find me. We're good. Find him on Twitter. Just just look for him. Look in the corners of the internet and you will find Brett. That's true. And Unfortunately, you, you probably will. And you write at penaddict.com. Yeah. 
gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Pen Addict Podcast. I am Mike and he is Brad. And until next time, cheerio. Goodbye. <laughs>